I'm Joshua from Ask the Child Whisperer, and I am here to offer you some parenting help that is real life for real life kids. Whether you have a mellow kid or super spicy, I'm the coach for you. The art of moving on. And I know you're asking, what are you talking about? When I'll give an example. There's a little boy at a school, four or five-ish boys were building with some really big blocks out on the yard. And this little boy looks at the situation, couldn't figure out if he was going to play, not play. How does he get into play? No one's inviting him to play. But people are chatting and moving around and other kids are walking in and they just start working. So suddenly he just starts blocking the materials. Like no one's going to get any more blocks. He's just standing in the way. And then kids kind of fuss at him, but they figure out a way to grab from around him because these objects are so big. So then he decides to not to block the entryway and a teacher happens to notice and she's like, hey, stop blocking the entryway and people need to pass. And he says, you're the meanest. But he puts his arms down and he moves out of the way. Kids, mind you, are pretty much ignoring him. They're just working around him. And so he looks at me and he realizes that I've been watching all of this. So he looks at me and he's like, you're the meanest. And so my response to him was, oh, are you still thinking about what she said? He said, yes. I said, oh, that already happened. You put your arms down. Now, are you going to build or do you think you're going to go to the sand? And he just stood there, not knowing what to do with that information. But in that moment, I was trying to teach him the art of moving on. That a situation has already resolved and the adult has moved on. And so he can also move on. This happens a lot for children who are deep thinkers. So remember when I say a deep thinker, this is someone who feels like an old soul, a kid who feels much older than his peers, like a little old person, likes a lot of data, conversation, um, probably seeks out adults more than kids or seeks out older kids rather than kids their own age. And so they don't know, they haven't picked up the rhythm of life. And so you have to help them learn and internalize a rhythm. So when something happens, they're in the middle of it, right? They're caught up in the emotion of it. And oftentimes people cycle out and this kid is still cycling, still cycling in that moment. So you have to remember to tell them the moment has ended. It has resolved. You figured it out. Yeah, it was tricky, but it already happened. So I am no longer holding on to it. I am not thinking about it anymore. And so they don't know that they can say, get off the freeway. <laughs> They're like, I'm still in this. I, do I stay in this lane? Do I sit? And you're like, no, no, no. Remember, we were going to take this off ramp. Like we're already done. So the art of letting go is vital for particular personality types. And I think you know your child best. So when I speak to this, you'll know who this is. And sometimes you're like, well, this isn't my kid. I don't have to pay attention to this. The reason why I do want you to know about this is your child will play with a child like this 
or you will encounter a child like this at a playground or you'll have a relative who has a child like this. And so it's important for you to be able to recognize or at least get a sense of like, oh, wait, I think I know what's happening here so that you can help everyone along. So the art of letting go means that as a parent, you highlight something that does not work, a system that doesn't fit or the moment at hand, right? It won't create success. So I highlight it. I give the other suggestion. So in order for a child to let go, the cycle is something surprises everyone, right? Someone said something, did something. People are surprised. It's not necessarily going to work. That reaction does not serve for whatever is happening in that moment. So everyone's surprised. Then the adult gives information. The information you're giving in that moment should be really short, sweet, to the point. Oh, they don't need a bigger hole. They just needed, it's fine the way it is. They don't need any more digging. Um, Oh, they're not playing the blocking game. They're just trying to walk into the block area. So it's very matter of fact. I don't say this is rude. That's not nice. He doesn't like it because that's very emotion based. That's very cloudy. That's very subjective. You'll get a kid who's like, he does like it. And then you're ending up talking about something that you can't necessarily show, feel, touch necessarily. So I don't try to get bogged down in gray. I try to stay very black and white. So I'm surprised. I state what doesn't work. I give another option. So either it's a direction or it's an put your arms down or, oh, if you want to play the blocking game, play. you can ask people over here if they want to play the blocking game. And then for these kinds of kids, you need to circle back and see if they're still holding on to that moment. So what that will look like is they keep staring at you and you're just like, why don't they just play? Or they call you names. You're a poopy head. You're the meanest. I don't like you anyway. I want another mommy. So that means they're holding on to it. They're nervous. They don't know if they can let it go. They don't know if you are still holding it against them. So for those children, when you look back and you sense tension or they haven't moved or they're considering doing it again, whatever that mistaken behavior is, you need to let them know that it has finished. Oh, you already stopped doing it. Now I'm going to go over here to check on if there's butterflies on this plant. Oh no, you already went moved on to a new idea. So I was just looking at you to see if you were going to make the paper airplanes now or if you were if you were waiting a minute. So telling kids what you're thinking about and that you have let it go helps them figure out the rhythm of, oh, I'm, it's tense. I'm worried. I'm scared. I don't know what she's going to say. Oh, she said all the things. That's it. So when Joshua walks up to me, she gives me the information and then it's over. So they start to realize, oh, this is the rhythm of it. I can release myself. I'm not like in between. Should I move? Should I not move? Should I play? Should I not play? Your kid starts to learn this is the rhythm of correction. This is the rhythm of correction. And that's all you need to be aware of that for children who get stuck a lot because oftentimes they don't know that it has ended and they keep hanging on to it. 
they keep turning it over in their mind. And you have since moved on to your to-do list. So it's short, sweet today. That's the only point I wanted to make. It's a really deep, nuanced shift that you'll have to make that I want you to notice. And so there's not really a lot to talk about. It's really about you now going out and being the scientist. Does my kid get stuck? Does my kid keep calling me names or keep shoving or keep having, uh, throwing things on the floor? It's alerting them. It's already over. So the goal is that those negative responses will shrink. They won't completely go away. Sometimes they completely go away because it lands. You give them this information and they're like, it makes sense. I have relief. I can move forward. So what I want you to do is notice after you give a correction, is it clear, right? You want clear data points and is your kid suspended in that moment longer. This will help you realize how much and what type of support your kid needs. So it's a mistake thinking you're spending your energy saying, don't call people names that hurts their feelings. They already know that to be true. It's that they, they fail another, they fail to have another coping mechanism. So they keep using the only one they have for this situation. So I'm teaching them this situation is different. So you can just walk away. You can start on a new idea because it's a fresh start. It already concluded. So if you need to have all of those words in order for your child to understand what you mean, it's more important to go back and reflect and say, oh, are you still... Or are you worried I'm going to say something again? No, you already changed your idea. So we're moving on. Nope, that's it. I just needed to tell you once because I knew that you would think about it and then figure out what else to do instead. So the same now goes for you. If it already ended, you also need to move on. You need to move on. Some things in childhood are just a moment. They don't need further analysis. They don't need fear or guilt. This is not the time for you. Oh my goodness, she always hoards the teacups. I think it's because I didn't take her to enough play dates. Oh my goodness, it's because she's a pandemic kid. Oh my goodness, it's because I work so many hours. Oh my goodness, it's because we've had um, too many people in and out their lives. Oh, this is because, so sometimes you overanalyze things that don't need all of that work, all of that brain work. It's your ability to tell yourself this moment happened and we have worked our way through it. And then you let it go. So the art of letting go from a parent's point of view is different in that I don't want you draining your battery for things that are typical kid things. And it's hard for you to know because you didn't teach kids, right? You didn't study early childhood. You didn't work at childhood um, centers or preschools or infant centers. Uh, So it's the ability to say in this moment, there was discomfort. In this moment, there was friction. And we are now moving on. That's really 
the essence that your kid feels from you. It's that soul connection that always is on. It's very difficult to turn it off, right? They feel that vibe that you're holding on to it or you're letting it go. So it goes both ways. If you cannot teach yourself to let things go, yep, well, that was kind of a crap fest. I forgot the wipes. This didn't happen. I did it, da, 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 da. but you figured it out that you don't need to continue talking about it because you figured it out. So now what are you doing? Now are you going back home? Now are you going to pick up a book to read? Now are you going to go get a drink of water? You are letting it go. Bad things, sad things, tricky things happen. You're in that moment. You figure out a plan. You enact the plan. If the plan doesn't work so great, well, now you know. (laughs) If you have time to try a different way, then try a different way. And then when it's over, you let it go. And so that ultimately is what you're teaching. If you can't do it for yourself, how can you teach your child to do it for themselves? So that's the huge takeaway. When something happens, when you've completed a cycle, whether it's pretty, medium, ugly, do the best you can and then you move on. You let it go. Have a great rest of the day. I hope that this inspires you and informs you and gives you a little bit of relief as you do this wild thing we call parenting young children. Have a great rest of the day. And remember, if you would like a private consult, email me. Or if you'd like me to answer a specific question on the podcast, please send it to me at info at askthechildwhisper.com.